Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Joey, welcome back to Cut for Time, third week in a row. Third week in a row, season three, third attempt at this introduction to this podcast because I talk way too loud, way too closely to the microphone. Three, three, three. Three. Is that a good sign? I don't know. Don't double it. Okay, let's see. Um, So, Joey, uh, how quickly can you give us a summary of a passage that you preached that was really long and a sermon that you went much over? No big deal. Mm. But no, no, um, no. like, should I challenge yeah, you fair. to like give us a summary in uh, 30 seconds? Is that unfair? No, that's totally fair. Okay, here goes. Start start your timers. Um, hold on. My watch is five seconds from, from the top of the minute. So you're keeping time. Three, keep time? two, okay. go. All right. If I had to summarize this passage, I would say this is Paul's autobiography in which he is challenging the false understanding among the churches of Galatia that his authority is derived and that his message is received. He's saying, no, if I received it from anyone, I received it from Jesus. My authority comes from him. Uh, listen to me. I'm on par with the Jerusalem church and we are good to go with that message and five seconds to spare. Nice job. Okay. So finish this sentence. The um, title of your sermon was, let me tell you a story, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. That's obviously from Paul's perspective or yeah. Joey's saying, let me, Joseph, tell you a story. Uh, A little bit of both, I guess. Yeah, so it's from Paul's perspective. He's saying, uh, he's, you know, like right from verse one of this letter, he starts to interrupt himself to answer this question. Hey, I'm Paul, an apostle, not from men, not through men, but through Jesus Christ, God the Father, raised him from the dead. And then he's like, oh, sorry, back to the introduction, you know, and from Paul and all the brothers who are with me, right? So he's going on. So he gets to this point where, and here's the thing, when we read Galatians, um, and I didn't realize this till after studying it, um, we read Galatians and we're like, let's get to the meat of the doctrinal stuff. Paul is obviously like slamming out this letter fast in a response to a crisis in the church. And yet he takes 28 verses to tell his own story, which means that's not beside the point. Like that is part of the point, a big part of the point, or he wouldn't have taken so much time to do it. So, uh, yeah, let me tell you a story. He's saying, here's my story of my conversion, my commission, this message that I was given and the authority with which I preach it. Um, but you won't understand those things unless you understand my experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, so would you chunk these passages any differently? Like looking back now, you know, you had mentioned like the way that you had grouped this set of verses, like maybe you would regret it or like maybe you'd do it differently. What would that look like if you were remapping out the series? Yeah. Cause I, in reading it ahead of time, I was like, Oh yeah, it's just autobiography. It's simple. Like we can get through this pretty quickly and it won't take all that much time. And then you start to study the argument of the whole letter and you're like, Oh no, this there's a, yeah, this is a lot. Um, I would probably chunk this into three or four parts. I would okay. do one, 11 through 17, one, 18 through 24, two, uh, one through 10, and two, 11 through 14. And like, so how are you I, processing that? Like, what makes you make those clear divisions? Yeah, yeah. Um, because one, 11 through 17 is the initial conversion and commissioning. And I didn't get the opportunity, I I didn't have the time, and I also didn't steal the time, like take it and just do it, to talk really about Paul's sense of commission because 
There's uh, allusions to Elijah's commissioning with Arabia and Damascus. There's allusions to Jeremiah's commissioning. There's allusions to Paul and how he sees himself as, because he's, he's in Messiah, then the passages like the, in Isaiah, the, the servant songs that we studied a couple of months ago, um, those apply to Jesus, the servant, but since Paul sees himself as a messenger of the servant, he also sees himself in those letters and so he's, or those songs. So he's echoing those songs in his own sense of commission here. Mm -hmm. So none of that made it into the sermon. Mm -hmm. All through 11 through 17, there's his, yeah, there's his conversion and his commissioning and we just flew right through that. Um, sure. You know, 18 to 24, I didn't say anything about Paul's broader reputation among the churches of Judea and how they're worshiping God because of his radical change and understanding of the Messiah. Um, you know, two, one through 10, of course, we didn't talk at all about circumcision, uncircumcision, the history of the right, what it really is in, in the Jewish mind at the time or any of that stuff. And then 11 through 14, um, I could have spent a whole lot more time on Peter saying, if you, though, a Jew live like, a, you know, Paul saying to Peter, if you live like a gen, you're, you're a Jew, but you live like a Gentile, why are you forcing Gentiles to live like Jews? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, I, I mean, there were four sermons in there I tried to cover in 30 minutes and it took me 45 so there are other books that Paul or like letters Paul's written where he mm -hmm. gives a bi autobiography. So can I ask you, like, how is this one different than like other times when he like talks about himself? Yeah, um, it's not. It, well, I'd say it's similar in the sense that every time Paul shares his autobiography, it's instructive for us in some way. Um, so when he goes through his, you know, all the things he's suffered, you know, I was shipwrecked and beaten and stoned and you know, all those things like that's because we're supposed to see that in his living out his commission to preach the gospel, like it's not any different than Jesus, right? If the, the way of the Messiah is through the suffering of the cross, then the way of the of people who are in the Messiah is also through suffering um, for the sake of that message. So uh, every time he shares his biography, it, there's a point to it. There's a reason to it. But I don't, I don't think there's any, I didn't go back through and reread all the letters, all the autobiographical sections, but this is the longest one. Mm -hmm. um, and the longest one, the one that sets up mo more direct opposition between him and other leaders. Um, you also get the sense, like Galatians is the first letter that he wrote. So you also get the sense that he's still sort of feeling his way as a, as a leader in the church, um, that he's, he's, uh, maybe in some ways almost overreacting. I don't think he's actually overreacting, but he, he's coming on really strong here and he hasn't yet gone through his own depression and some of the things he faces later in his ministry that really put his roots down much deeper into Christ. And, and that brought him to, a, um, I would say, a, a more level, uh, a level place. He's still in his sort of first half of his ministry life when he's, he's real hotheaded and, um, I heard somebody describe Paul in this time period as somebody who'd say boo to every goose and to the swans as well, which is, I, I guess, a British saying that I don't understand. So who said this to you? Yeah, uh, No one said it to me. It was a, a discussion about Paul that uh, a couple of British theologians were having. Okay. Okay. All right. So you mentioned like, as you're going through the passages, the way you would chunk them up differently, mm -hmm. you mentioned a few things that you didn't get to in your, uh, in your preaching. Is there anything else you'd like to, uh, talk to us about of something you had to cut for time because of your sermon or like the, the amount that you're trying to include. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. Um, I cut all humor except for stuff that didn't work, uh, jokes that didn't land. Uh, 
<laughs> no. Actually, um, what I what I didn't do well this last week um, is I didn't cut enough. Um, I went into Sunday morning thinking way thinking too many things were important and needed to be said instead of spending the extra, you know, two, three, four more hours of really thinking through what is important here. I mean, because if we're, if you're going to cover a lot of content, then you got to decide what's really important and what's not. And um, it's one of those, those things where if, if somebody goes long, it's not because they prepared too much. It's because they prepared too little. Mm. <laughs> they didn't prepare enough to know what's really important to say and what's not. And there were things that I included, like, you know, the allusion to Elijah uh, didn't need to, you know, I thought it was interesting, but wasn't important for the overall point. I should have cut about 10 minutes worth. Well, I probably should have cut about 20 minutes worth of content and added more thought into application. Like, what does this really mean for the church today? Yeah. Well, as I was listening to you preach, I appreciated the historical context and the history lesson. Um, given, you know, fall break and all. So yeah. I appreciated that. And, but I was wondering, I'm like, okay, how he's like way up here. How uh -huh. will he bring it down here and land it? And when you did stick the landing though, Joey, I was like, oh, oh, it <laughs> hurt a little bit. And I talked to a few people who felt the same conviction of like, oh no, that's, I do that. I do that. So what would you say, you know, what would you add to application that you feel like you didn't take the time to do or, you know, stretch mm. that out a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I guess for someone listening, why don't you tell us what the, what the main point was that, you know, was like a gut punch to the gut for me. Yeah. And it was a gut punch for me. And I think, um, I felt like I didn't particularly land the application. I'm glad that it that it hit you the way that it did, you and a few others. Because um, I, for myself, I was like, I haven't reflected on this enough to figure out what it means in my my own life. Yeah. Uh, and where the so the the basic point of the application was, if the only line Paul draws in the church is, in Christ or not in Christ. You know, do you have faith or do you not have faith? Why do we tend to draw lines in other places? Um, after the you know first hour of preaching this, a few people asked me some questions about it, and something I probably should have included uh, and would have if I'd thought about it ahead of time was um, a, a sense of we are often tempted to look at how far we have come in our growth in Christ, and we see how far we have grown, but when we look at others, we see how much growth they have left to do, right? We look at others, we don't see how far they've come, we see how far they have left to go. When we look at ourselves, we don't see how far we have left to go, we see how far we've come. Um, while looking at other people and being like, hey man, you, you've been a Christian as long as me, why are you so far behind? You know, and then we, we sort of draw lines there of who's, who's cleaner. Um, we don't base it on ethnicity so much or on you know, the sense of Jewish cleanliness, we base it on our own how far have you come in obeying this book? Yeah, morality. Um, morality, exactly. Like and it, it, yeah. and th there's some really important stuff there when you're thinking about leadership in the church and you're thinking about influence and you're thinking about the believability of the message itself. Um, those are important, I, I should say, instead of lines, those are important gradients to have in mind. The problem is when we make lines out of gradients and we just say, oh, no, here's the line. If you're under this line, you haven't grown enough or you haven't grown in like these two or three areas that we really care about. We ignore the four or five other areas, you know, that other 
um, that at other times the church has worried about or other cultures have worried about. We only focus on these um, and we draw the lines there. Then if, you, if you're not over that line yet, then sorry, you don't get to do, you know, you don't get to do things publicly or you don't get to be uh, someone who's allowed to have influence on others because who cares how far you've come? What matters is how far you have left to go. And that, that is, um, that is a delicate balance there. Like I said, between considerations of leadership and considerations of influence in the church and the believability of the message. But when we refuse, um, when we look at someone who hasn't come as far as we want them to, and we're like, is that person really a Christian? Or we think their view on something or their belief on something not yet transformed by the gospel is so offensive that we wouldn't even stand next to them and worship. We'd be like, yeah, no, you don't get to, that's when we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what does this mean for your own life? You said like you would take some extra time to process this and, um, or how can we uh, take the next step to process it for ourselves? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. I should have spent some time the last couple of days processing for myself. Um, instead of just feeling guilty for going 16 minutes and 39 seconds too long. Um, not that I was counting. No, we're counting for you. Yeah, I know. There's that big red <laughs> countdown up there Yeah, <laughs> that lets you know. Um, man, I don't know how to answer the question. Uh, that's part of what I think caused a bit of confusion. Eh, confusion is too strong of a word, but just a lack of clarity even as I was preaching, uh, feeling about the application itself. It's because I thought so many things were important. I couldn't really pull it together into something that, um, that clearly communicated, hey, this is, this, this is the deal for us. I mean, it, it's, it's such a foreign context for us um, because you know, it's not about, for us, you know, none of us are tempted to go through Jewish uh, ritual cleansings in order to feel like we're okay to come to Jesus. Like it's just not even there for us. And so um, anyway, I think I'm just talking around your question as a way of saying, yeah, I haven't reflected enough and I need to do more. Um, But good news, Jeff's preaching. Pastor Jeff is preaching this Sunday and he was telling me this morning, he's like, yeah, I really got to dig in more into your application from last week and how it plays out in the verses right afterwards. So okay. if you okay. felt maybe like, a, yeah, maybe Jeff is going to rescue us because okay. um, last Sunday was probably a good lecture and an okay sermon. And I'm hoping next week is more of a great sermon <laughs> and less of a lecture. Okay. Well, you're hard on yourself, but. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. It was it was both. You great lecture, great sermon. So thank you for your time and thanks for your wisdom. And if you decide you know how you're processing and like how we could also be processing this in the wake of hearing your sermon and comfort time, um, you let me know and I'll put it in some sermon in some notes on the podcast or put oh, it. Oh, there on you our go. Blog. There you go. Okay. 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 Thanks, Joey. See you. Yeah. We'll hear from you in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys get to finally hear somebody else's voice next week. Uh, I'm excited to hear um, hear Jeff this weekend. He and I were talking about it already. So, And I'll be back for episode five of season three of Cut for Time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithlivitout.org 
or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.